Welcome to episode 10 of the Digital Fabrication Experiment, a podcast about all things CNC. I'm Winston Moy, and I'm joined by my congenial co-host, Eddie Kramer. We're hobby machinists, and we'd like to bring you into our conversations about life in the shop and topics in making. This week, Eddie and I are going to be playing a little catch-up. He's finally making things he can talk about, and I'm about to embark on the greatest CNC road trip ever conceived of. Mr. Kramer, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Winston, how are you? You can't ask me how I'm doing. I just asked you how you're doing. <laughs> I'm doing great, Winston. I'm uh, still combing the Delrin out of my hair and sweeping up some aluminum on the floor. But uh, other than that, it's been a really good weekend. Nice. I have been combing Corian out of my hair. So I guess we've both been machining a lot of plastic lately. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I vacuum it all up and I think just the static charge, it it sticks to everything, so I'll, I'll be finding it for the next two or three weeks. I'll be running across those little white chips. <laughs> oh, yeah, it really does. Uh, you've been doing that on the Pocket NC, right? Right, yeah. I was doing some uh, commercial work this week. Got that all wrapped up today, or actually yesterday, and shipped out. And uh, now I'm back to doing a favor for someone at work for my day job. So I'm doing a... a Big piece on the shape of go right at 16 by 12 inch, which is right at the limit of my, I have the standard size shape of go. So yeah, so it was, a, it was a little bit of a challenge on the, because uh, actually the probing, I was trying to use that, but it exceeds the, or it hits the X limit on that. So I had to go back to the old feeler gauge and manual jog. So it was good. I hadn't done that on the shape of go before, but it worked as expected. Yeah, I do a more low tech way. I'll move the end mill all the way outside the part and actually I'll wiggle a piece of paper just like you do for the z-axis but laterally um to touch off on x yeah that's exactly what i did and uh, i had enough room to get the end mill over the edge um but when you use the probe it actually like it has a fixed distance they wanted to go a little further <laughs> to the left and uh it started losing steps but yeah so i was just i was basically just jogged it over manually and dropped a feeler gauge in between the stock and the edge of the uh the tool and did the math to get my zero point and it worked really well. So the, I was doing a bolt pattern. I've already, the first pattern I did was just to hold the stock down. So I put four bolt holes in there to uh, run some M6 bolts into the table and that worked great. So I know the machine is cutting where I want it to cut. So that's big for me because I'm, this is probably my second or third metal job on the um, Shape Oko. And the first two were those small steel, like one by one inch. So this one's the first one where it had to, kind of travel across the whole bed and still be accurate. And it's working great. Yeah. Did you get a chance to measure um, the, uh, the the levelness of the table relative to the gantry? Not yet. I have to figure out some way to get my indicator um, mounted onto the spindle. So I think I have a solution. Actually, we can talk about that. I don't think I did this work before the last podcast, or maybe we did. Um, but I made like a little steel plate to bolt to the... Uh, Pocket NC, because there's really no steel, right? So you can't really get a mag base to stick, um, except to the linear rail, which is, I guess, it's more of a stainless. It's not very strong as far as magnetic uh, attraction. So mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so I made a little bolt-on plate that goes on the spindle, and that works great on the Pocket NC. I need something similar on the Shape Oko that lets me uh, uh, get an indicator on there. I don't have one of the indicators that has a small enough diameter shaft to go into my spindle. Unless you get like one of those uh, three eighths inch collets, it's really tough. Yeah, because I think I think all my shafts are. Uh, I mean, all my indicators have eight millimeter shafts on them. So um, yeah, I'll probably just 
create a little, you know, drill a couple holes in the front of the spindle mount and bolt something there to hold my spindle. So what I've done in the past is I'll just pull the router out and just use the mag base on the uh, the Z-axis carriage plate. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. That's right, because that comes off really easy and that part's steel. Yep. Okay, that's a good idea. Might save you a little work. Yeah, yeah, actually I'm, I'm also the other thing I'm figuring out, at least right now when I'm running it without the enclosure is I need, I need like, I'd love to have one of those little ring lights underneath the, uh, or down by the spindle. It's kind of hard to see in the, inside the uh, machine when I, ha- I have the edges all kind of taped up with some cardboard, kind of expedient uh, enclosure, but it makes it dark in there, so. I've seen someone put a, a strip of LED lights underneath the uh, X-axis, and that usually works out pretty well. Yeah, that's an idea. Once I have the enclosure, it'll be, it's got some uh, good places for lighting, for light strips, it'll be, it'll be nice and bright. I'm coming up with ideas for uh, an XL enclosure once I move because I'm going to need to set that back up. And I, I gave away the enclosure for my uh, and my stock size shape Oco three to a former coworker. Um, so I need to I need to recreate like a good machining setup that's enclosed that I can run uh, at my my aunt's place where I'm going to be staying at. Yeah, you looks like you spent the weekend getting all packed up. The weekend and more. It's it's been a a rather horrible experience just trying to pack up an entire shop and my room, and still allocate enough stuff to uh, go with me on the road trip. If I were doing one or the other, it would be fine. But because I'm trying to like allocate, all right, I need to save like this many sets of clothing and like this subset of my tools to bring with me on my road trip, and I got to pack everything else, and I can't pack the car until the container's packed up. Um, just that logistics challenge of trying to basically pack like 80% of stuff in the container and 20% of the stuff in my car and keeping it all straight in my head and in the house while boxes are strewn everywhere. It's been a bit of a nightmare. And uh, Friday night was supposed to be when I left Tom's River for good. And I ended up, I was going to leave at six and make it up to my dad's for dinner. I called my dad and I was like, I'm not making it back. It was six o'clock and I was making a quick run to Home Depot to pick up extra boxes. And like, it was not good. I I was packing until like midnight and the forecast for that night wasn't that great either. It was supposed to start raining at midnight, but it ended up started like drizzling around 10. So I was like loading up cardboard boxes and like running them to the container so they wouldn't get damp. And it was a hectic choreograph of like chaos. Yeah. Moves are never, never stress-free, right? That's a, I hate packing <laughs> moving's okay you know once you're at the other end but yeah never any fun no moving plan ever makes first contact with actual implementation so you're going to be uh, a mobile maker for a little while right you've got your you kept the nomad um set up to run can you actually run that in your car do you have like a, a inverter or i had an inverter i idiotically left that in the container i didn't bring it with me but it's only rated for 150 watts anyway and like i wouldn't really want to run that while my car is idling so i've got a 50 foot extension cord and the power strip so i could run stuff in my car uh but more likely just the places i stop over at i'll actually take it out move it into uh the shop of my host and and make some small cuts there um, I've got like small projects planned out. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you might know that I'm doing some uh, lithophane experiments. 
Uh, I have some brass blanks uh, to make uh, small branding irons for for a, a special stop. I, I haven't really divulged the full extent of my plans, uh, but there, there's some pretty cool guests um, in the Ohio, Kentucky area. So I'm starting off the road trip pretty strong. So how's that going to work? Are you going to be um, kind of updating through YouTube as you make these special stops and collaborations or is that going to be all Instagram? I'm pretty bad at keeping secrets. So people will probably see on Instagram first just where I'm at. Um, but I want to like, as I go to these places and, and visit people's shops, I'm going to make projects and I would like to release them like the next day or even the day of, and just sort of do it almost vlog style, a little less formally produced and, and sort of just like, Hey, here's where I am. Here's what I'm making. Here's like the fusion model. Let's go cut something. Um, just to keep it really easy to edit and something I can turn around pretty quick because the, the next couple of videos, they're going to be different. They're not going to be in my shop. I'm not going to have like my full like little recording studio set up. So it's really just like sort of run and gun type videography. Um, but I just, I want to go around making things that are relevant either to the places I am or to the people that, uh, whose houses I'm at. And, uh, I don't know, just, just keep up like the, the stream of content as I go across the country. And I, I could do it like, vlog style and just show like oh hey i'm eating here like someone recommended uh, i think skyline chili in cincinnati and i could do like the standard travel vlog but as a maker at heart i i kind of have to make stuff all the way across the country so um that that's the that's the hashtag making it across america that's perfect i, I mean i don't think it's any secret that uh to the listeners here that you'll be making this stop here in san antonio so i've got a i've got a spot set aside for you bring your nomad in right next to mine <laughs> we can have a uh, dueling nomads <laughs> yeah i figure we'll, we'll make something to commemorate the trip that'd be uh that'd be really fun yeah um i so i have a small piece of aluminum and i was thinking sort of just in preparation for like au and um just because i'm going to be at your place uh, i would like to machine something with a, a relatively fine surface finish so like um I've got my whole array of end mills and I would like to try and machine like the, the Lone Star logo for Texas um, and do that on aluminum and get uh, just use a really fine step over. We can really dial in the feeds and speeds and I would like to get that as close to a mirror finish as possible on a Nomad just to try it out. I think it would be a good experiment uh, to have you uh, partake in just because I know you focus a lot more on the technical stuff and I can sort of pick your brain we can even try it on some other CNCs like the Shea Boko. Yeah, I've tried for that mirror finish on the Nomad. Um, I, I never got there. <laughs> At least not the way I see it on Instagram. Uh, I got a finish I like, um, but it's more of a matte uh, using a really, really small ball end mill and, and uh, morph spiral toolpath, which does a, a great job of making really smooth. But uh, the stuff I really see that looks really bare is you know done with monocrystalline diamond tool. Right, mm. but um, I, I think we need to find a sponsor and, and to, to send us a couple <laughs> of those. Yeah, the, the catch on those, you need a really, really rigid machine to get that. And like zero run out. Yeah, yeah. You need a Kern <laughs> or, <laughs> or a Dayatron or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for uh, when you're here kind of exchanging some techniques, uh, especially since we have the same machines. It'd really be good to see. Um, and I have, you know, I have tools here that 
that you've probably not run before that I'll make sure you're leaving with some of those, give those a, a try. And, uh, I know you have some stuff I don't, I haven't run before. So I'm really, really curious to see how that works. I think we'll have a, a fun brainstorming session. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, when are you really leaving now since you didn't leave Friday? Well, I, Saturday morning is when I left. I had to pack up my car and basically a nor'easter and, um, make it up to my dad's to drop off some stuff and then immediately race off to upstate New York uh, for a friend's wedding. So I was hoping to split up that drive, but I ended up doing about three and a half hours of driving on Saturday, which is really nothing. It's it's a drop in the bucket compared to what I'll be doing across the country. But I, I was hoping to sort of break up my weekend and have it be a little more relaxing. So um I I was packing up until midnight, got my car 80% packed up, started raining, went to bed, woke up, it was pouring, I threw the last couple things in the car, drove up, um, had lunch with my dad, and uh, did a two-hour drive up to Hudson, New York, and uh, that, was a, that was actually tougher than I thought it would be, just because I was running on a really bad night's sleep. Uh, I'd packed up my bed already, so I was sleeping on a sleeping bag, and um, just, it, it wasn't a fun night going into Saturday, but, uh, I'm finally, I had a good night's sleep Saturday at an Airbnb. Um, I'm at my dad's place now. I have one more solid, hopefully eight hours of sleep before hitting the road, uh, tomorrow morning. Can you say where your next stop is or what state? <laughs> it's Ohio. And, uh, there's a guy who I've corresponded with online, Dragonfly Woodworking. His name is Patrick. Uh, he and his wife do like leather working, like they make some pretty cool aprons and other things like that. And uh, he's he's really been a big proponent of uh, getting me to move to Cleveland or at least showing me like what's good around there. Um, and so he's uh, organized a sort of like a little tour um, of his area. So he wants to take me on a shop tour for Woodpecker Tools and uh, Hendrick Designs, I think Lane 17, just show me what Cleveland has to offer. And so that'll be pretty cool. Uh, so I'm going there tomorrow, um, spending the night there and the next morning he'll take me around town and show me all the cool stuff. I'll probably stay there one more night, uh, before breaking off, um, on the 31st, uh, first to Zanesville. You can probably guess why. And then, uh, I'm going to try and stop by the, uh, Air Force Museum at, uh, Wright Pat which I've been told is the largest aviation expo or display in like North America or something. It, it's a pretty impressive from what I've heard. And then I'll be ending in Cincinnati. From there, uh, I'll make the jump across to uh, Kentucky. There is a maker there who uh, he likes to make stuff. I'll be spending a night there. And uh, from there uh, afterwards is Arkansas. So, um, Myers Woodworking, Ben Myers, he is another Shape Oco owner, and uh, he's he's been pretty active on social media, and uh, we've had some good correspondences, and so when he told me, he's like, in Arkansas, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll take a stop over there. I was going to stop over in Memphis, but Arkansas is just a little ways over across the river, uh, so I'll do that. I can maybe play with his uh, laser. I think he's got a JTEC unit on his machine, so um, it'll it'll be good to see sort of what he's making and sort sort of the different subset of tools that he's using with his CNC. Because uh, laser is like something I've, I would have liked to play around with a little more on the Shape Oco 3, but I just never had the time 
to uh, really seek it out. Uh, next stop is Houston. So there's a, a bunch of makers there, uh, Mikey the Maker being one of them. I'm tr- going to try and uh, stop by his shop. A podcast that started about the same time as us, Origin Point. Um, I was going to try and maybe record something with them Sunday morning because uh, Jake from uh, that podcast lives just outside Houston. Drive over in the morning, then visit Mikey in the afternoon. Um, and maybe, I don't know if there's any interest, if there's anyone else in the Houston area who wants to meet up, I'll, I'm happy to meet up with them for dinner on Sunday or something. So, uh, that's, that's Houston. I'm spending two nights there and then the next day I'm heading to San Antonio to see you. All right. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, maybe even Vince, if we can convince him and twist his arm to let us in his shop. Although I, he seems to be undergoing shop renovations or something. Yeah, he's got a new shop opening, um, or he's moving into, or building, I guess, building it out, and we'll be moving into it. I don't know if he'll be there in the new place by the time we get there. From there, I'm taking a a stop in New Mexico um, to see Carbide 3D has a a distributor in the jewelry space, uh, Rio Grande, and so they want me to just stop in and see what they're doing, what's cool. Maybe I can pick up some new techniques to showcase on the Nomad, and... uh, Maybe, I'm also uh, going to try and see uh, Sonny, uh, the uh, the sort of the father of Gerbil. Dr. Sonny. Because he's also out in Albuquerque. So um, it should be a, a good place to, to chat up some people, learn something new, and just hang out. Uh, from there, Colorado Springs is up next. I've got a friend there from uh, my days at Michigan. He uh, teaches at the Air Force Academy, and uh, it's been a while since we've caught up. Every now and then we'll we'll send like text messages to each other about the the crazy things Elon's doing. He's another aerospace guy, um, but for the most part, like I, I really don't know what's up with him. So I'll see him uh, spend the night there. Um, the next day is a little up in the air because I would like to end up in uh, Grand Junction, which is about a couple hours west of Denver. But to get through there, you got to go through some uh, mountain passes on Route 70 and. Right now, the forecast calls for snow showers, which it's a little little dicey. Um, I've got all-wheel drive, so it probably wouldn't be an issue, but it's just something I would rather not risk. But I, I kind of really want to head over there because it's right next to um, the National Monument. Um, and there's, there's a perfect hike just off 70 that a friend uh, recommended to me. So if I can pull that off, great. If the forecast worsens, I'll probably head a little north and hit uh, Route 80 which should be a larger throughway that's uh, wouldn't have any issues with snow. Um, Salt Lake City after that, there's a, a bunch of makers, Josh Tenney, uh, Mark Schaefermeyer, Rusted Friend on Instagram. Uh, they're all like CNC machinist or hobbyist machinists out in the uh, Salt Lake City area, so we're going to try and get a meetup going on Sunday. And uh, from Salt Lake City, it's a straight shot to Las Vegas for Autodesk University. I'll be there all week, car by 3D booth, come find me. So what day do you arrive in uh, at AU? Are you coming in Tuesday? I'm coming in on Monday. Okay, so me too. So I'll be there Good. as early as possible. Um, I, I want to figure out what the registration deal is for the uh, 5K. I think it's just you show up, though. Um, but it's, it'd be nice to fit in a little physical activity on this trip because I know I'll just be sitting in my car for a long time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see all the things and sit in all the sessions at uh, AU at least that I can get into when I'm not manning the booth. Ed Ford's going to be there, so that's going to be 
that's gonna be fun meet up i think marvin's gonna be there uh from kern so that'd be really good uh it would be great to finally meet him good crowd so yeah i'm, I'm i'll be there uh I fly in monday night or actually monday after early afternoon mid-afternoon and then uh, i'm staying through thursday i'll leave in the evening so should be pretty good i could see you off for the you don't have much left after that you're almost there home stretch I'm leaving on Friday, and I could either do the five-hour straight shot to L.A., or I could, like, stop over and, and check out one of the national parks in between, just explore the desert. We'll see how fatigued I am. That That's sort of up in the air at this point, but uh, I may just end up making the straight shot to L.A. and and then just crashing on a real bed. Uh, but yeah, that's 16 days, 4,400 miles. I think the, the current calculation is about 63 hours on the road, um, barring traffic, that's, that's going to throw a bit of a wrinkle into things. And that also doesn't count like excursions during the day. So like if we take that trip to, was it Austin where Vince Fab is? Yeah. Kyle, Texas, close to Austin. Okay. Um, like that, that's more time on the road. So, um, that, that 4,400 miles is nominal. I will probably be in a car for more than that, but yeah. It'll be quite the adventure. Epic trip. <laughs> I think so. Once you get to California, are you you're setting up shop with a relative, or is that temporary? And then you're while you uh, or actually, where is your shop going to be at home or at work? Ideally, I would like to have two because, like, let's say on the weekends, like, or if I want to make something for my own or sell something on Etsy, I don't want to use like the company's assets for that. Yeah, and gotcha. so since I've got a shape book about my disposal and a nomad and eventually the pocket NC, um, it's, I'm going to try and set up a mobile shop, um, something that I can just, uh, sort of wheel around, uh, workbenches on casters that I can roll into a truck or something if I move in the future. But for at least the next, I'd say three to six months, I'm probably going to stay put at my aunt's and just get a lay of, for the, the, the neighborhood and, um, where everything is because I don't want to rush into a property or anything that where I don't really know the neighborhood or I'll, I'm just I don't know where I want to be or like I might figure out like what the optimal commute to Carbide 3D West is so I need time to figure that out and uh, having a relative there gives me the the freedom to sort of take my time and, and find the right spot for me yeah will you be able to run a shop or have a shop there while you're yeah, um, so my aunt has a, a one-and-a-half-car garage, and there's enough room on the side for me to set up, like, a workbench, uh, an enclosed CNC space, um, and I think it'll it'll work out. It'll be a, kind of a, a Spartan shop, but it'll be enough to get me running, and honestly, um, trying to, to get up and running, making, like, uh, tutorials and stuff for Carbide 3D, most of the stuff is going to be pretty basic. Like, I'm not going to need, like, a full workbench. It's mostly, like, one-day projects and stuff like that that I've planned out just to showcase basic techniques. And eventually I'll figure out how I can work more complex stuff in um, and do a better job of juggling my projects, honestly. Because uh, in my Tom's River shop, what I would end up doing is, like, work on a project halfway, put it off on the side, just find some horizontal space that I could use for temporary storage and move on to the next project and... Uh, my, my indoor workbench got pretty messy, um, so much so that I was just ashamed to take pictures inside and I, uh, just stage all my, my like YouTube thumbnails on my CNC in the garage. Cause that was like 
the the one horizontal space that I kept clean. Um, so I need to I need to relearn how to uh, live with minimal space and like just minimal accessories and and uh, real estate. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I have tendencies around here to just have to stop everything and clean up the shop from like floor to ceiling. Just to... Shop sprawl is very real. Yes, yeah. And I do have, I have my share of uh, like half completed projects. <laughs> like that microscope stand, I'm still, uh, still waiting for vacation to go get that done. So it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so the, the plan sounds really good. Um, looking forward to seeing you. I want, you know, obviously be careful. That's a long trip. Don't get too tired. I've got a, a plan to stop every two hours or so and uh, fly the drone, um, airspace permitting, weather permitting. Um, so I've got little things I can do to break up the trip and just like wake myself up and like stretch my legs basically. So I, I think I've got a handle on the trip, but uh, we'll see. It's, uh, tomorrow will be the first test. Now you're going to pick up so many good ideas, you know, visiting with all the, the makers along the way. You'll end up uh, hitting California full of inspiration. I, I probably will. Um, my trade space for this trip, like, depending on how many stops I make is really just my project time. Cause I have some project ideas I want to make on the shop, like the branding iron, like our, our little aluminum experiments. And so should I be delayed or should I need to like, uh, take more stops? Like that's, that's really the one variable I can play with. And, um, so I don't like stress myself out on this trip. Uh, Cause otherwise like, I could very easily just burn myself out. Like, all right, I, I just pulled into Cincinnati at like 6 p.m. Let me like pull out the CNC, run an extension cord and machine something for two hours and then go get dinner and then not get enough sleep. So I, it's an ambitious trip, but I have enough variables that I can still do it safely, I think, without like mentally and physically just keep my sanity. Wow, that's big, but it's a big, I mean... You know, it's like a new horizon open up for you on the West Coast. That's going to be a really, really great place for you, I think, uh, especially with the gig with Carbide. And I'm super excited I ended up there and not the Bay Area because uh, Vandenberg is only like two or three hours away. So I can get my uh, rocket fix. Some of this machinists are posting some, uh, I guess it was the SpaceX launch, right? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That was kind of out on the West Coast. Yeah, when they whenever they launch at twilight, it's really cool because the uh, the rocket trail just catches the sunlight um, over the so the the demarcation of like daytime and nighttime it, it transitions like as you like cross the stratosphere, and so the vapor trail catches the light and it illuminates like really brightly in the uh, twilight. So uh, whenever they time the launches like that, it's always a good show. Yeah, speaking of bright and shiny, did you know my tombstones came in? I did see that. Any idea when the episode's going to drop? I don't know, but it, it did get mentioned on the uh, Business of Machining most recent podcast. <laughs> There's a little blurb about it, so I'm assuming it's imminent. The, uh, Winston's talking about, uh, will we see that as a, a John Saunders Wednesday widget? And I believe we will. But the good news is, yeah, the, the tombstones are here. They're gorgeous. It did a fantastic job. Um, so I was planning on kind of dialing them in the pocket and see last week or this week i guess this previous week but the that commercial job basically took up all the machine time so i haven't had time to tear down that current setup and and uh 
get the tombstone back on there and go ahead and face all the, the four sides and get the, the holes drilled for the vise. So that's, that's going to be my work for this week. Um, along with that shape, Oco plate for my employer, which I'll be taking in tomorrow. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be good. I can't wait to get some, some parts made on that. I'm just going to run some test del or some test parts in Delrin. See if I can run like four perfect parts. Yeah. Just kind of see if the, it's really just to validate my theory because it should work for uh, repeatable parts. Are you going to make any marks for like aligning one face with the Z so it's always consistent when you put it on? It so it has it uses the alignment dowels. Oh, there's there's two or three, and it's in a pattern where you can only put it in one way. Yeah, I'll have it set up so I always install it. I do the same thing with the standard uh, pocket and C vice. I have it because you can install it actually pretty much anyway, but I always, uh, I have it like kind of a indication. So it's always indexed in the same spot just to make it consistent. And I'll do the same thing with this. I'll always have like one face that's facing me right when I install it, but, uh, there's alignment dowels in the bed. Uh, and I, I had, uh, holes for that in the part. So it'll go right on It's the same way I do the, uh, 3d printed ones and that's worked pretty good. So I get really good alignment with that. I don't rely on the bolt. Uh, the bolts to do anything other than hold them on there. Speaking of the pocket NC, you know, I, I swapped out the machine, my old one, early production one for the, basically a fresh off the manufacturing line version of the V2 with a couple of little upgrades that they did along the way. And this part I did this week, although I can't talk much about it, but um, that was probably the best tolerance I've held on that machine. So I was shooting for 3000, which isn't too crazy, right? But uh, the worst measurement I got off one part was 1.6 or yeah, 1.6 thou off. Yeah. And it was actually pretty consistent uh, across five parts. So they were all like 1.4 to 1.6 at this, it was probably the one critical dimension on the part. Did you have uh, any components where I have to machine it from like two sides? Like, did you rotate at 180 degrees and check alignment? This was a three plus two part. I actually machined it uh on every possible side <laughs> so it had yeah so it started off as basically a cube of delrin a little bit is more a little bit more rectangular but it had features on all four sides uh the top and then the bottom really just for parting it off so that the bottom was just to thin it down till it's a thin piece right so that's that's all i had to do on the bottom and a little bit of contour actually it wasn't quite flat on the bottom so it was a little bit of a curvature there really happy with that because <laughs> i hadn't really um i did a couple of quick checks when i got the new machine basically did the one you know drill a hole flipped it 180 and see if i could drill it again without or, or i should say interpolate without uh misalignment and that that was a quick check and that worked fine um, but this one was a really good test so i was really happy with with the way it came out i don't have the you know i don't have any sophisticated metrology i was just checking it with uh calipers and dial indicator i'm sorry calipers and uh micrometer it was really good yeah if there was problems they would have showed up on this part for sure so i think they got that issue with the uh the older machines you know with the missile the their new alignment procedure for the a and b axis is spot on really really happy with that sounds promising can't wait to get my machine back from that yeah yeah i think you'll you'll see a noticeable difference if you have you had an early machine too so yeah you'll see a, you'll see a big difference I, have, I still haven't really settled on what i want to do for holidays gifts so I've got some half-baked designs and 
fusion that I don't even want to talk about yet because <laughs> my sister, my sister occasionally listens to this podcast. I don't want her to hear, but uh, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out if I just want to do like Christmas ornament or something a little bit fancier. Um, so yeah, hopefully, probably by the time you get here, I'll be working on something. Um, yeah, I want to do a bunch on the shape Oko and then uh, probably some things that'll be five axis on the pocket and see a little bit, especially the Christmas ornament. That one's going to be kind of cool if it works out. I, I would like to get into making some holiday themes, themed things myself. Um, but I honestly, like my video schedule, my project schedule is sort of up in the air until I get settled. Uh, but I did have one guy on Instagram, like ask me like, Hey, do you have any suggestions for like gift ideas? And, uh, I didn't have anything off the top of my head, but what I told him was just go shopping on Etsy or like browse Pinterest and find something you like and put your own twist on it. Cause that's usually a pretty good place to get inspiration so uh, if anyone else needs to come up with some gift ideas just look online there's plenty of places that have that are chock full of great project ideas uh that you can probably make yourself yeah i see a lot of stuff on instagram too on the it's not really so much gift holiday themed but um you know edc stuff all the time i'm like yeah that looks so looks like something i'd like to do a riff on you know it's always a source of inspiration to see what other folks are working on you need your eight hours of sleep, so we'll probably wrap this podcast up early. Any um, Anything else you want to cover before you hit the road? Not really. Uh, I, I pretty much, I just need to go prepare the car. I, I pulled out a bunch of stuff so I could repack all my clothes and uh, stream streamline everything down to like one duffel bag uh, that I can carry around. Uh, but I got to go wire up the car for GoPros and uh, uh, my phone and all that stuff. So um, that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the night. Okay. And I'm assuming, you know, when you're at AU, you'll be posting stories. I don't do that on a, on uh, Instagram, but I know you do. So uh, if you want to see what's kind of going on at AU with the two of us, we'll probably be, I'll probably be in a few of your stories. Hopefully <laughs> we'll be hanging out with you. So, uh, and I'll, I'll be posting some stuff on Instagram, but um, I'm mostly going to be, you know, taking advantage of the conference offerings themselves, right? I'll be either in class or uh, meeting folks. They're hopefully, you know, face to face that I talk to all the time on Instagram. That's probably the best suggestion, really. I mean, it's it's your first experience there. It's going to be overwhelming. Just live in the moment. So don't don't live behind a phone. <laughs> yeah, the phone will be in my pocket most of the time. So I'm counting on you to to capture it. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> all right, Winston. Well, you have a great trip. Uh, be careful, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in uh, eight days. Thank you, and. Uh... I'll, I'm excited to see you soon. All right. Good night, Winston. Have a good one.